with America's Top 40 in the rearview mirror. We're here with America's up-and-coming podcast known as the Productive Conversations Podcast. My name is Matt Brown. It's up to you. The ball's in your fucking court. No more fucking around. You want your life to be better? I can't help you. Lee can't help you. Joe Rogan can't help you. Ari can't help you. God can't fucking help you. Only you can fucking help you. Grab your fucking balls, get a fucking notebook, and write down what the fuck you're going to do this year. And let's start the show. Mother, son, we greet you. Now thankful for the sweetness of the earth. The new day brings new hope. Lives we've led, the lives we've yet to lead. New day, new ideas, a new you. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, August 25th, 2022, and we have a very, very special show for each and every single one of you. Before we get into this very special show, before we have our big announcement, and before we take it all in, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, or on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So, as I said, today's show is very, very significant. Not only because we are here today and we're lucky enough to do this show, show number 161, but the big announcement is that Alexander DeJesus, who you all know as Dolo Ren, is now officially part of the show. He is on the staff. He's now one of my partners, and he is officially the associate producer of the Productive Conversations podcast. As we explain more in our interview with him today, what Alex is going to do now is he's going to produce social media content for the show. He's going to occasionally co-host sometimes. He's going to help market and promote the show. And pretty much he's going to help lighten my load as I create this show. And now we are bringing more and more people into it. And we're legitimately growing not only a podcast, but we hope to grow a podcasting network and media company. That is the ultimate goal. I started this show in October 2020, and now August 2022, we have our first official staff member to join the show to help me grow the show, and he will be someone I appreciate, someone I really, really will rely on to help grow this show and grow this audience, and he is part of the show as much as I am and as part and as much as you are, the audience and the greatest listeners in the world, the productive nation, and with that, we're going to go into detail about what our endeavors are, what we plan to do. We will talk about, you know, the net, the uh, industry, talking about 
influencers and growing a show and content creation as a whole. And we talk about decision making and what to do when you have a platform and why you need to be responsible with it. And why if you do have the talent to do it, why you don't take advantage of it. And it's true with great power does come great responsibility. And now that I have my first official partner in this endeavor, as we all grow this show together, it's really, really exciting. And he's someone I trust and he, he's somebody I know will do a great job. Words can't distri- describe how how much of an influence this guy's going to have on me and how much I appreciate him being on the show. So we're going to go into great detail about Alex's new role in the Productive Conversations podcast. And we'll talk about other deep things regarding content creation, the internet, podcasting in general, and more after that. So this is going to be a real special show. Let's enjoy every single one of it. Alexander DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Rennick, your turn once again. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. So this right here, folks is an episode that is important in the history of the Productive Conversations podcast. Not only we're doing a regular show as per usual, but we're introducing a new member to the team. So I'd like to congratulate and introduce to you the new associate producer of the Productive Conversations podcast, Dolo Ren. Thank you for this as we start our partnership to grow the show even more. How are you doing, man? So glad to have you. Oh, man. It's good to see you, Matt. It's good to see you. It's been a while since we, you know, did an episode, you know, got up on here and chatted it, you know, chatted it out. It's life's been crazy, man. I don't know how to I don't know how to put it, but it's been it's it's been steady. Everything's been steady, though. Everything's been all right, man. And now we have. Oh, sorry. You were saying. No, it's cool. It's cool. I kind of been a little offline for a few months. Um, Long story, but, you know. We, we've always kept in contact. You already know what's going on with me, but yeah, man, you know, try and get, try and get back in the mix of everything, man. I'm glad to be here, bro. Absolutely. First, the first self in the room for people watching, you will see a bandage on my forehead. Well, I fell taking out the trash, which is a true story. Um, oh man, you might have to go into the story later, man. <laughs> we could a little later, but we're all set and good. But besides that also, like I said, me and Dolo have been staying in touch, you know, friend of the show, podcaster himself. And one of the best things Dolo's ever done for me is being not only such a great friend, but always being there. And I noticed that he has such a drive. And then when you offered your services to edit the show in the uh, social media sphere that you would, you said, you just reached out to me and said, hey, Help, let me help you edit some of these videos for social media. I know you're a one band band and let me help you out and lighten the load. So that led to more conversations and coordinations. And long story short, Dolo is the first person to be on the staff of this show besides me. So I am bringing Dolo Ren on professionally now, Alexander DeJesus, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. New employee, new associate producer. Joining the Productive Conversations podcast network. That's right. You are now the first official associate producer of the Productive Conversations podcast. So what that means 
Dolo will be in charge of post-production work in terms of developing social media videos. He started off with our Bronx Zoo podcast, Jake Kozak from the Bronx Zoo. He edited some of those videos for us. And that begins our partnership there. With this also, Dolo will come on for some episodes to co-host with me uh, certain for certain interviews. I had to just shoot the shit. And he will also help with content yes, creation ideas, help promote the show, help market it. And um, as we start meeting people in high places, Dolo will join me as my partner there. So now the first official partner of the Productive Conversations podcast, you're the associate producer now. We pretty much just said your job description. How are you feeling about this, my dude? Oh, man, well, you know, funny thing is, um, you know, start starting from word for word podcast, the podcast I had with um with bars. Shout out bars. Shout you out know, bars. Um, definitely got a shout out the NBA squad later. Mm-hmm. Um uh started off, you know, I didn't realize that you actually started this podcast in 2020. Yeah. I didn't realize right. that. Mm-hmm. And it and it dawned on me that we started our podcast ventures at the same time. And, you know, ever since I started, bro, like you, you've been there supporting, you always supported everything we dropped, you know, all our clips, all our episodes, you know, when we went live on Facebook, like all those times, bro, you've been there from the jump, you've been there from the jump. And there's one thing about Matt, one thing about Matt that I could say is that that man is resilient. This man is dedicated. This man has his eyes on the prize. It doesn't matter if one person's watching, two people are watching. If nobody's watching, Matt's going, Matt's going to get, he's going to get his content out. And you, you've, you've had great success with it so far. Like it's, you know, you know, you're something to admire, bro. Like you just keep on going, you know, you've, you've been feeding the engine and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm admired. I'm admired by it, bro. Like I admire you and I am so happy to be part of this. So happy to be part of this with you, man. It was, it was, it was, it was about time. You know, it was about time. I feel like it was time coming that we were going to do something good. And now it's going to be big. It's going to be big, bro. You are so kind, Dolo. Thank you. And one of the things I recognize you, not only your talent, genuine spirit, but your work ethic as well, despite any obstacle that comes your way, you're still grinding it out. And now that the best thing to come from this, now I've done, this is show 161. We've interviewed over 100 people, and I feel like there's been like a solid 10 to 20 people who said they were coming on and didn't drop out for whatever reason. So bottom line, I've dealt with so many different people the last uh, closing in on two years, I guess technically three years of doing the show, October 20th, 2020. Awesome. And you by far have the best work ethic and person I could trust in now that I'm starting to expand the show more. And ultimately, this sh- podcast I want it to be a podcast network where we compete with people and organizations like Barstool, John Boy, The Ringer, Nerdist Podcasts, anything HBO Max is doing, their podcast and network, Team Coco. And we want to join that sphere. It's going to take a long time, many years, but I truly trust that as you as my first partner in this, you'll actually be with me through all of it. Like you wouldn't mind me talking to you almost every day with this. And you talk with me with your ideas. And as we grow this network, 
the goal is by our late thirties, we do our professionals and get paid for it full time. And what's going to make us stick out in the working title of the productive nation podcasting network, the productive nation podcasting network. We are a diverse group of spoot of sports news and entertainment culture. We want to develop and bring in hosts that provide that from all backgrounds and all, not only all ethnic backgrounds, not only all races, not only all wealth and class. We are a group of people that entertain, inform, and inspire through all types of genres and media. And that's what we're starting here today. Or that was my initial goal when I started this podcast. Now that you're my first partner in this, we're going for it. It's going to take a solid 10 years, but we're going to try to do it sooner. But in the end, we get to have a trusted audience, aka also the productive nation that is with us, where again, we provide information and bring joy. And then we also just give platforms to so many talented artists, so many talented podcasters and so many talented individuals. They may not necessarily have had that at first in terms of the opportunities they can have. So ultimately productive conversations, podcasts and the productive nation takes a big leap today as you are the first person joining me on this journey as we are a partnership together and we're going to help make sure that productive conversations, no matter what the subject is, will always be heard through all different types of people and heard by so many different types of people. That's what we're doing here today and beyond that. So you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was, I was going to say, did you make that announcement that you were going to turn this into a network? No, this is the first time I've ever said it publicly on the forum. I've said it to, you know, people here and there and um, anyone I'm on a date with to stunt even cooler. But uh, uh, but no, I've never sent it out, told our listeners that. But this is ultimately what I think is the purpose of this show, that it bridges out to so many other people. And that's our mission starting here today. See, one thing I noticed when you were saying that um, you were saying, you know, like you're shooting, we're shooting for the stars, man. That's what I'm realizing. Like, um, you didn't say, oh, I want to be like uh, Adam Schultz and flagrant. You didn't say I want to be like Mike Tyson and hotboxing. You didn't say <laughs> I want to be like Joe Rogan. Yeah. In this podcast. No, you you said barstool. I, we, we're going to make this barstool sports the ringer like better, greater. You know, I, it's 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 different, man. You, the way you're thinking about it is different, man. It's going to become a reality. We're going to have, um, you know, there's definitely going to be some new content. You know, I definitely got some ideas of content I want to shoot your way. But um, on and off right. camera, we could do that. But yeah, bro, like uh, we, we definitely I feel like eventually we got to get in them streets, man. You know, talk to the people kind of like how the Bronx Zoo does. Like, you know, yeah. Got old Jake from the Bronx Zoo. Shout out oh, Jake from the Rock Zoo for sure. He, yes. Yo, he be out there, bro. Like he's really out there, you know, interacting with the people. I, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. And that's what we're going to start doing now is getting in contact and showing our worth from this. There's 161 shows as of today. There's a lot of content to show off now. And that Absolutely. shows that we're really in this for the long run. And the catalog is there. Yeah. And we're only going to keep growing that catalog more and more. And as I 
as we both develop this journey, we're not going to emulate. We're not the next Joe Rogan. We're not the next Bill Simmons. We're not the next this, that, and the other. Not the next Alex Cooper. We're the next us. We develop our own brand. And I really believe that we have the authenticity to compete with those other networks while developing our own brand. And most importantly, most importantly, giving something meaningful, productive, and special to our audience. That's a fact, man. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. For sure, man. Absolutely. I really believe in my heart and I will spend every single day, as long as I'm breathing, to make sure we hit that goal. Matt, I was going to ask you, um, I don't know if I ever asked you this before, but uh, you personally, what what podcasts do you watch when you're not doing your own? Or <laughs> That's a great question, Dolo, because... <laughs> Um, well, I literally spend my entire day with headphones on and before bed listening to something. So it's a mixture of both radio and podcasts. So I would have to say, let's say my Mount Rushmore, Howard Stern, Conan O'Brien, Team Coco, Bill Simmons, and... Joe Rogan, as in podcasters. I'm Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Well, Howard Stern is satellite radio too. So Howard Stern's a wild boy. He's definitely yeah. A wild you know, boy. <laughs> actually, let let's take that back. Let's it's it's more <laughs> than just a because it's more than just a Mount Rushmore. Those four individuals for sure: Stern, Simmons, Conan, and Rogan to start. I love WFAN radio dearly. I love Boomer. NGO, Cardin and Roberts. I like Keith McPherson. I like listening to Al and Jerry, Jerry Recco and Al Dukes. I like listening to Salicata. I really like Kim Jones. Um, the classics, Mike and the Mad Dog are everything. And I listen to both them individually. Mike Francis is a podcaster now. Mad Dog's on Sirius Satellite Radio. Jesus and Miro is a big listener but they recently broke up, as you know, so. Oh, they did? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's sad. It's too bad, but hopefully they return again. Mark Marin is a major influence of mine as well. And um, pretty much, I like uh, Quinted Tarantino's new film podcast, a lights camera bar stool. And how can I forget? Part of my take is a major influence to me as well. Yeah, I um, Joey Diaz is great. Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Wendy Williams is really good. I listen to a lot of people. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee. I love Pat McAfee. Like, ah, did I forget anyone? I'm literally looking at my wall to remind me. Andy Cohen. Funny you said Wendy Williams because have you seen pictures of Wendy Williams recently? Wendy, did I say Wendy Williams? Um, Yeah, you did. (laughs) Oh. Why Yo, are, she uh, looks crazy ever yeah, since Wendy, she... Yeah, Wendy Williams has been a... Uh, uh, she's been no, going she's off the deep end. She is definitely a legend. Awesome date type talk show. Um, God, why am I forgetting? I, 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 should, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't forget because I, it's one of the people I listen to, but I shouldn't listen to... Uh, I don't listen enough clearly to forget her name. Right, right. Um... 
I'm trying to think for you. I think I, I think I know who you're going to bring up too, but I just can't think of the name. Yeah, but it'll come back to me. But, but everything else besides Wendy, who I'm blanking on, I listen to them all regularly and a lot. And you know, um, Bobby Lee has a podcast too. Yeah, right? he's really good. I like him and Andrew Santino. Andrew Santino, Whiskey Ginger, another good one. I, I mean, I go off the charts. When uh, Joey Diaz. Oh my God, Joey Diaz is <laughs> awesome, yo. That man Uncle is. Uncle Joey's incredible. joint. Yo, imagine, imagine chilling with Joey Diaz, bro. That would be awesome. That's a dream podcast right there. What's up, Yo. fucking cocksuckers? Yo, <laughs> Yo, man, take today's days by the balls or something like that. <laughs> all that, you know, all that motivation, all that motivation. Yeah, now, and you know, his stories, you know, it's, it seems like he has like a thousand stories. I'm not gonna lie. He's lived a life. He's lived a life. Um, and yeah, so those are great. Scott Van Pelt's also really good. SVP's podcast, even though he's not a podcast, just a huge David Letterman um, influenced by, but it literally that answer that's who i literally just listed listed every single podcast as to pete holmes how could i forget pete holmes too you made it weird podcast so you see i'm all over the place i literally named you every single one of my favorite podcasts condensed them into four people that probably can change every day with the exception of stern being moved stern and conan being moved um i probably this is my true mount rushmore if i had four people to listen to four shows either radio or tv be Mike and the Mad Dog, Conan, Howard Stern, part of my take. Those are my ultimate Mount Rushmore with the next tier being Bill Simmons and Mark Marin and Pete Holmes and Joe Rogan after that. So it's tough, man. As you see, I love the medium and um, I like adding my own twist and my own perspective into the uh, podcast world, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, uh, you you definitely got I, I I've known I've known of it previously, but I know you've had a lot of radio influences on you, mm-hmm. a lot of radio hosts and a lot of radio shows that you used to watch and has inspired you to do this. And I'll um, continue I, with that. Now I'd like to, of course, ask you the same question: What a podcast are you listening to, my dude? Well, I was just gonna get into that too. Like, um, I'd say like, uh, you, you know, it's funny thing is I don't have Spotify. I probably no. should. I probably should have Spotify, but mm-hmm. all my podcasts that I listen to are usually on YouTube. Um, right. Nowadays, I mean, I, I guess the difference between you and me is, you know, um, you've been influenced a lot by radio and certain other types of medium, like mediums like TV and all those things and things that matter. But I think for me, a lot of my inspirations come from well, nowadays, definitely um, just content creators in general. I guess that would just be a blanket statement. But, you know, I, I spent a lot of time watching YouTubers and stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. studying the scene. I, I've been studying the scene of YouTube for years. So, you know, um, to make content is a blessing. That's one thing for sure. I say off rip. Definitely. Uh, I'd say nowadays, though, uh, uh, I like Flagrant. Yeah, you watch Flagrant. It used to be called Flagrant, too, with Andrew Schultz. Um, he's oh, I know Andrew of, Schultz. I, I'm a big Andrew Schultz fan, but I haven't heard. Is that what his show is called? Flagrant? It's called Flagrant. It used to be Theo Vaughn's really good too. to another show. Like, Yo, Theo Vaughn is a wild oh. boy. He definitely wild boy, too. And uh, Bill Maher been listening to. I feel like that's my transition to real adulthood. I've been a big Bill Maher Club Random podcast, listening to his podcast. Bill Maher, I got to listen to his Um, I got to listen to his Yeah, podcast. he's a show. He's a very, he's a, like a big H. He's a big. He's the bald guy, right? Somewhat, not really. Um, I'll show you a picture of him. 
but he has a show called Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO. And um, he's just been a huge left wing, but he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He's not a Fox News um, MSNBC correspondent. He's very into politics, but he's more of a comedian and commentator. I want to make that right, clear. Right. Um, oh, I think I'm thinking of Bill Barr. I think I'm or Bill Burr or something. Bill like Burr. <laughs> yeah. Bill Burr is very popular. I love him and I like his podcast. Money morning podcast is good. This is, this is Bill Mars. I show for the uh, oh, people on YouTube mind. could see. But I yeah. do. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. He actually had an episode on Mike Tyson's podcast. Yeah, exactly. And Mike Tyson brought him on his. So that's, that shows his influence. And I like his perspective on the world. Yeah, that's another podcast I like. I like um I like hot boxing with Mike Tyson. Hot boxing with Mike Tyson. With Mike Tyson. Um, what do you think of you... my bad? Go ahead. I was gonna so also, but definitely finish your thought after just no jumper. What do you think of no jumper? Oh yeah, we, we talked about no jumper before. <laughs> We've talked about no jumper. Like um, those are the most some of the most wild guests I've ever seen. No jumper. No, definitely, definitely. They got a they got a real um West Coast influence on what they got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Great podcast and voice too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like even um, though I know he's been accused for some crazy shit, great podcast and voice. Oh, Adam Twenty Two. Yeah, yeah. Like um, he's a little eccentric, I guess. Like I, I always kind of thought he was corny. Mm-hmm. But, um, to be real with you, like he, that guy is the man, bro. Like that, that guy, that guy makes it happen. Like, <laughs> like uh, and he's he's been in the scene for a little while too. He's been in that. LA area for a long time. Yeah. Like like he he gave Triple X XX Tentacion his first interview. He he gave Lil Pump this first interview. Lil Pump. Uh, yeah, like all these SoundCloud rappers like it's like yeah. Adam had a part of that, you know. No Jumper is to be real with you. It could be it could be up and down at times. Sometimes it's boring, but sometimes it's very very entertaining. Um they got this pimp dude on there. Forgot his name. Like a legit pimp. Yeah, like he was a legit pimp, and he'd be going off on um, <laughs> OnlyFans models. Like he's like a no tolerance kind of person. Uh, really? Uh, they have very, very interesting. Sharp. That's his name. Sharp. Uh, this guy Sharp. Right. You should you should look out for Sharp on No Jumper. Real interesting dude. Um, I I would say I would say No Jumper. It's in a good space right now. It's it's in a good space. Um, okay. They got to be careful with um. One thing about doing podcasts and stuff like, or just doing content like um, especially when it comes to hip hop and things of that nature, um, you really got to be careful when you know. There, there'll be a lot of you'll see a lot of gang members on No Jumper and stuff. You really got to mm-hmm. be careful mixing yourself in with that stuff. Um, it could go left one day. I'm not saying it will, but um, you know, it, it takes you know takes a certain type of crew and certain type of people to yeah pay attention to the company you keep exactly yeah so like uh it almost seems like like they always have these people coming in all the time but oh uh, they make good content bro they make good content mm-hmm. I, I do like no jumper um i also uh, i'd say also in that in that same realm um there's a podcast uh called million dollars worth the game with with um gilly the kid and wallow Really? Um, yeah, Gilly the Kid was a rapper. He he used to beef with Lil Wayne. Oh I think yeah. He wrote he wrote Lil Wayne's uh he he wrote he wrote the Carter too. Like he wrote the he wrote the like verses. Okay. What makes him? What makes those two stick out as a podcast? 
I, I'd say these are guys that like um well to to speak about Gilly, he's someone that's been from the mixtape scene. Um like he was he was putting out mixtapes trying to be a rapper. Like he well, he wasn't trying, he was a rapper. He was from Philly, you know, he was he was on the mixtape scene. You remember back in the day when you could just when people when DJs used to just put out a lot of mixtapes. Oh yeah. What was that like, website with the mixtapes you can download? Datpiff.com. Datpiff.com. And then there's my mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And then oh. there was hotnewhiphop.com too. Yeah. As long as I, it I didn't give actually... you as, as long as it didn't give you a virus. <laughs> but yeah, I, I used to really get music in unique ways, but honestly, because of Spotify and YouTube, you know, no reason to go crazy. And I used to go to the Norwalk Library and no joke, like take out 20 CDs, burn all that shit on my uh, iTunes and create my big ass playlist. I'll say where do you used to burn CDs at the library? All the time. <laughs> Shouts to the library. No, yo, the library was lit, bro. Like, um, uh, we used to we used to have a computer in our house growing up, like in mm-hmm. high school and all that. Um, it just wasn't a good computer, so like it would just always freeze. It'd always be slow. Oh, that's the worst. So I would go to the library instead, and I would spend hours at the library just down. I guess I would do the same thing, but yeah, I right. More, I would more so plug in like my iPod, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm about to download as much music as I can in this two or three hour um session I got. But the sessions will only last for an hour. You can only be at at the time. You can only be at the computer for like an hour. I think nowadays you could be on you could be on any computer for whatever length of time. But back then it was only like one hour timed sessions. And I used to go. Uh, I used to go to the library. Probably the same one. Uh, the Norwalk Public Library uptown, not not South Norwalk. Yeah, that's the only one I usually went to. I hear. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I I used to go to too. Um, Used to download like new Lupe Fiasco song. Lupe Fiasco, remember what was that song? Um, words I never had. That shit goes hard. Superstar or words I never Superstar. said. Superstar was a good song. I don't think I heard words I never said. I probably have. I haven't listened to too much of his new stuff. Um, Me neither. Uh, yeah, rappers really. Some rappers really do come and go. I mean, any musician really. Bro, it's one thing about one thing about like being from this area. Um. Growing up in high school, I like in middle school and element even in elementary school. There's a lot of there. There was a lot of people that came from New York that would go to school over here. That's right. And there was a I guess there was a heavy East Coast influence. We are on the East Coast, but it was a heavy like like New York underground music scene influence almost like for sure and definitely culture wise too. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would be at the library downloading new Dipset songs. Dipset. D block, uh, what else? Uh, just like like Nas, like you know, downloading, you know, always like Illmatic, like Stillmatic, all, mm-hmm. those, all, all those old albums. Even some, even some Jay Z, like like um. But now nah, I would literally be on datpiff.com. I would be on Hot New Hip Hop. I'm still, I still go on Hot New Hip Hop. I didn't even know it still existed. It does. It's actually not a bad website. Um, I also, yo, I oh man. There's a lot of good times at the library. I used to also, um, there's this website called nicekicks.com. Um, I, I would go to the library and like look at sneakers all day. Like, like, um, yo, the library was like the home was like a home for me at one point, bro. Same I here, man. Did, I'll be honest. I, I did pretty much everything but read books. <laughs> <at the library. laughs> I've, I've appreciated reading more as I got an older. 
I, th- I like reading now. Um, but yeah, back then, I just I read in, in, on the screen. But now I will read books and I get better influences that way. Oh, no, no, me too. I, I, I can I can concur with that. Uh, I guess I've always been a writer, though. So I, it, people that write a lot, I think they have some, they sometimes have an ego. Like um, even people that make music, you know, like, yeah, they, they might they might listen to a lot of artists or mm-hmm. even the person that that writes, you know, they might know a lot of authors or um, people that used to like like Shakespeare's like people that used to make Shakespeare plays and stuff. You're like, no, nah, for real though. No, no, you know, for real. No, absolutely. You you notice how all these little things all influence each other. Yeah. Literature, absolutely. from literature to nonfiction to all these things. That's that's where we get inspired and little names here and there, which makes me fascinating. Like, you know, Atari. Like the video game? Yeah, that was named after like this very old fashioned video game uh board game. A move in uh, Japan if I I'm getting that right. But little things getting influenced there. A lot of titles from movies and TV come from poems. Like you ever heard of a movie called No Country for Old Men? I know that's from a literal poem. Um, <laughs> all this. I, I, I That fascinates me. Oh, absolutely. How things get influenced. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even being in school, reading stuff like Macbeth, like The Color Purple, like all these things, you know, mm-hmm. um, like a writer would know about all these things like and, and all these all these authors and you know all this material but there's almost there's almost like a uh an ego there there's like an ego there um i used to like back in those days and i would hit the library and as a kid like i i wanted to be a rapper you know um mm-hmm. eventually i wanted to be a boxer and i and i would train you know during high school and middle school but like I always wanted to be a rapper when I was younger. So like I, I used to write, I used to write rhymes and stuff. I used to like download music at the library, even download beats. I download beats and go back home, write something or, you know, try to be like on my rapper type type time. But like, uh, like, um, I, I never like, I, I don't, for some reason, I just, I just felt like I was like better than reading books. That's so dumb. So dumb to think. Hey, like that. it's never too late older, to still, do those passions too and i i know what you mean uh, i don't mean to interrupt your point but keep going yeah. with that no you're good you're good like um and, and like you said just just now before um as you get older you start to realize how important some of this material is you know like uh like i've 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 done the same thing i've i've read more things and uh i guess acclimated myself for more kind of material as such as that, you know, different books, different novels. Um, one thing about passion, when you have passion, I think, I think it only grows. Um, if it's true passion, yeah. it only grows. And you find different avenues and different ways to try to further that passion or, or you know, try to learn more about it and delve deeper into it. Like, um, and it's just natural progression, you know. And you so appreciate like, the uh, other people's passion for that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. With all this said, I I wish I read more books at the library, but mm-hmm. um, but there was also a lot of crazy stuff that was happening at the library, like um, like what? Like, and wait, like, before we get into those stories, though, you agree though, it's still never too late 
to put these passion to grow these passions more. And we're still all very, we are both still very young. And um, having said that, appreciate your library because you're going to unlock even more potential with it. Absolutely. Um, to a certain degree, I think, um, I, I think, uh, I think when you always have that passion, like, um, when you have a passion for something, um, mm -hmm. it usually doesn't go away. And I guess as long you're right, as long as you still have breath in your lungs, you can really make anything happen, especially nowadays. Uh, but I would say as far as like rapping, I'm, I was, I was kind of bad. <laughs> like I wrote good lyrics, but I was not a good rapper. It was, it was, you know, two different things, you know? Yeah. Learning the flow, learning the uh, storytelling aspect, I'm sure. Creating your own voice, all that. Yeah, it was, it, I wasn't, I wasn't the very best um, at being a rapper. It was, was kind of weird, but uh, um, I think there's definitely, as far as music, I think there is a cutoff age as far as like rapping and stuff. It's like, like, let's be honest. I mean, there's definitely a market for people that, uh, like to listen to more mature music. Um, even if it's still kind of like, you know, hints of violence and stuff like that. Like for example, Benny the Butcher is a good, is a good rapper that, you know, people, I guess you would say nineties babies would listen to. I guess you would say nineties babies would, would um, be more inclined to listen to. Uh, and there's other rappers, I guess, that, you know, just stand the test of time. But for the most part, I don't really think no one wants to hear like a 30, 32 year old, 34 year old <laughs> dude talking about he's still in the streets. Like, that's kind of a bad look at that point. Like, damn, bro, you still rapping about the street? You still in the streets? <laughs> like, what? Like, holy, you might as well just move on. But I mean, I, as a passion, one thing about passion, not to interrupt you, but like, I think Jay Z said it one time. He said it on The Breakfast Club. Oh, I also, I love The Breakfast Club. Yes. Charlemagne, all of them also very, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I think he said on The Breakfast Club one time, he said that uh, uh, if you, you know, people, they, they complain about being artists and not being heard or not getting anywhere with it or such and such, right? But if you love music, you will do it for free. Yeah, that's, and, I know, I feel that. I definitely feel and, that. I, and it's coming from Jay-Z, you know, someone that's made the most money off. Yeah, that. right. But you know, take that to ironic. account. But <laughs> like, yeah, no, hell yeah. At like, the same well, time, though, the point is just being, holding yourself to a discipline. Like, I think that's the one thing that makes me do these shows more. Sure, as we continue to grow this audience and um, trying to, uh, get more numbers. I think the only person who knows if I'm not putting stuff out there is me. So I need to hold myself accountable when it comes to that stuff. And that's where it becomes fun and meaningful. And look at us here doing that. Hell yeah, bro. No, he was definitely right about that. Um, when you got a passion, you're just going to do it anyway. Right. You're going to do it. That's anyway. the point. Those are, that is for the people who truly have the passion for what they want. No matter what what it is, podcasting, music, art, athletics, OnlyFans, as long as you're passionate, you'll be able to do it, right? <laughs> said OnlyFans. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you do gotta be a little passionate to be OnlyFans. Like what? <laughs> bro, what what an era we live in, bro? What an era we live in. 
in terms of content creation in terms of content oh yeah in, in terms of like culture in terms of so lucky imagine if we were born 80 years ago <laughs> yeah that would be crazy like um i was actually uh i was uh very we was, are we are very very blessed in that and to be in this era to do this no absolutely it's just it, it could be sometimes i in my opinion it's mostly a good thing but it could definitely be sometimes a crazy and bad thing like uh there's definitely it definitely feels like I don't know. Before it used to be just TV and radio. Uh, and it almost seems like nothing was really censored. Like, for example, Howard Stern was just off the wall. Like, every I mean, show yeah, in, se- in terms of the FCC was bad with the censoring, they find it. But I guess no, to I, take risks to do that. Yeah, I don't I, I wouldn't say like um, it's a bad thing. Like, yo, like these are the pioneers, people that we. Oh, up yeah. To, you yeah. Know, yeah. And they came out raw, just raw dogging it, you know, just coming. No, no matter what obstacles came, they still did come with that raw energy. This is what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it almost seemed like, you know, it just, it, it wasn't like a narrative that was controlling content back then. No. Um, everyone just had their own thing going on, you know, like, uh, even DJ Kaysley, he used to, uh, a, a DJ from New York on his show, he, he used to get really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, the, these radio shows back then were kind of crazy. But then... Yeah, you don't have a lot of shock jocks anymore like that. It's yeah, all... that was my point, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I think in this era, just, it's just like, it almost seems like there's a narrative that controls a lot of that stuff. And then the people that are doing it kind of get, like, ousted. Maybe for some good, maybe for some bad, but it, it definitely seems like, you know, the content, there's a lot more content nowadays, but it just seems like the narrative has just gotten stronger. And it's like, um, you almost have to like, uh, what, what does Andrew Tate call it? The Matrix? You almost got to like, uh, like kind of sink red in. Blue, red, red pill versus blue pill. What reality is the one that's the true one and which one's getting influenced? Uh, something to that nature, something to that nature. I think he would refer to the whole um, cancel culture kind of overhead mystery committee that that runs it. Whoever is the one canceling people. Um, uh, I think he called it the Matrix. Yeah, he referred to them as the Matrix. Cause yeah, almost- Andrew Tate recently canceled himself, though. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. They talked about. You know what I have to say with Andrew Tate? I'm not too familiar with him. I know that he does have an influence. Um, you know, he, while he does promote um, um, confidence and having a better self-esteem, there have been some critics that he also promotes toxic max, max, toxic masculinity. And there's also people who... He does have some very questionable quotes at the same time. And I'm not that familiar with him. So um, my brother's in it. My brother um, definitely likes his content. But um, I just need to look more into what he actually said to see if people, if it's justified for him getting kicked off. That's for me. But for you, who is a fan of Andrew Tate, 
why don't you tell us your perspective, even with all this controversy surrounding him? I just want to make it clear. I am not part of the Tate University. I do not pay $50 a month. It's called the Tate University? Yeah. (laughs) I do not pay $50 a month for lectures from Andrew Tate. Uh, I'm not part of that whole kind of circle. But, um, yeah, I would say say I'm a fan of Top G, my guy Top G. Like, what I like about him, I mean, forget the message, right? Forget, like, um, the toxic masculinity, the... um, you know, saying, you know, uh, his advice on relationships and marriage and all these things. Uh, just put that to the side for a second. The man is every like, the, I mean, well, now he's banned from everything, which I'm going to ask you about in a second. But mm-hmm. the man popped up out of literally nowhere. Um, I guess he was a he was actually a kickboxing champion uh, a few years ago. I think he, I, I don't know why he stopped kickboxing, but he did hold a belt in K1, I think, uh, which is a pretty predominant uh, uh, kickboxing organization. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know if it's K1, but he was, he was, what do you call that? Cream of the crop. Yeah, he was like the cream of the crop of kickboxers for a little while. He was okay. That, he, was, he was in that elite kind of, you know, group. Well, you know, once you get a belt, you, it's it's kind of like that. But uh, yeah. Uh, the man just is just everywhere, like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, and the funny thing is, he said one time, he's like, um, you see, I've, I've been also Twitch. He's also been collaborating with Twitch streamers. It, mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what you think about him, his hand is in every cookie jar. He had a message. He wanted to put it out. He had a vision and he put it out there. Um I, I believe he said one time, he said he doesn't have an official Instagram page. Uh, he never did. Like, um, it's people that make these pages for him. Probably people that pay the $50 a month, right? But uh, to hear him talk, which is kind of crazy. Like, I, I don't I don't know. that It kind of seems pyramid scheme-ish, you know? Yeah. Um, again, with him, if, his, if he's as influential as they say they will, this dude will be able to do his own thing, make his own website and have the fans come and find him. And uh, I was going to ask you about that. Do you, what do you like just, just in general, uh, the power of these companies to just oust you for whatever reason they choose. Yeah. On a mainstream. There's absolutely worse people that are allowed to be on these platforms for sure. If they're not bad people, not, then they've done bad things before and it just hasn't come to like for sure we get you know we could go down the list even if it doesn't pop up right on the head there's absolutely people that probably should be ousted as well but it's like what do you think about that what do you think about the ability of these companies to just silence someone that they don't like well cancel culture is real it is a case-by-case situation every single case right Listen, if if it goes back to our talk about how passionate you are to spread something. Mm-hmm. Also, don't mess up your opportunities as well. If you get on a mainstream platform, that's an honor. You can't take that for granted. So I would say just be careful what you say. You can always make your message out there without being offensive and bringing someone down. 
what could I say? It, there's so much money in the world. These private corporations and conglomerates can do whatever the heck they want. And ultimately, if you're popular enough to uh, still be influential by yourself, you'll still have your audience and loyal friends, fans that will still find you. So with that, don't be afraid of cancel culture, but also don't think you're invincible because you're also easily replaceable. So be aware of that as well. Don't sabotage yourself over your ego. Mm-hmm. 100%. And um, with that, I would say still go for the highest marks. Go be make yourself something. Just don't do something stupid or show some true colors to get yourself kicked off of major platforms like YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. Don't show your true colors. <laughs> if you're, if you're in the sense, what I mean by that is if you really have these awful thoughts about people's society, don't even bother putting your, your content out there. Cause you will, you might as you're, you're asking to, to not be liked, appreciate what you do. Understand that you can always bring out your message without being an asshole about it and yeah so if you are truly a terrible person i really think that'll come out one way or the other just don't be and make good decisions so you don't get canceled that's what i have to say i I like everything you just said man but check this out Mm -hmm. um you remember bill (laughs) o'reilly bill o'reilly yes yeah that weirdo um fox news yeah, that that guy. Um, he yeah, he's did, had some bad out al- bad allegations against him. Some very bad sexual misconduct. Yeah, hell yeah, I've heard the same things. Like I'm not not even really I'm not too familiar with everything he got going on. But mm-hmm. I only bring it up I only bring it up because uh, the rapper uh, Cameron from Dipset, yep. uh, the guy that made Dipset, uh, he he did an interview with Bill O'Reilly like early two thousands. I forgot when, maybe around the time Hey Ma or Old Boy came out. Uh, yeah. Somewhere at that time. And we can another done tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hell, yo, that song is a classic. Um, uh, Bill O'Reilly got him on the show with Dame Dash. They they did like a three-way interview, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill O'Reilly was interviewing them. And uh, Bill O'Reilly asked uh, Cameron, well, I call him, well, they call him killer. So I usually say killer. Like, um, he asked killer. He was, he said, um, he said, why, he said, uh, why do you make this music? The, the violent music that you make and, you know, all this, you know, drugs and gang stuff that you talk about. Why do you put it out knowing that kids are going to listen to it? Why do you put this out knowing that, um, that uh, gender, uh, youth, the youth are going to be influenced by this kind, by this kind of talk, by these kind of lyrics, by this kind of lifestyle. Don't you think you're a negative role model? Um, and Cameron says something that I never forgot. He said, uh, "He said, listen, I'm a rapper. My name is Killer. Whatever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not rapping for kids." Um, this music is not for kids. Our, our albums say explicit content, yada yada, parental advisory. It's all on the albums. Um, it's up to the parents to show their kids 
that this is just music. Um, you shouldn't take this completely literally. Yeah. Uh, he, he pretty much said, it's not my fault that kids are listening to me. It's the parents' fault. You have to, it starts at home. And, and it was pretty, it was, it was pretty uh, philosophical almost like in a, in a sense, you know, uh, him saying this on, on, on a show like that, this being completely transparent and honest, like uh, maybe philosophical is the wrong word, but uh, it was, it was interesting to hear his take because mind you, this is someone that's still popular in the culture. Um, he gets clown. I, I guess they, they make fun of Cameron a little bit. But he's still someone that's a great figure in hip hop culture. Uh, his sentiments that that I don't feel like his sentiments there um, really resonate with. I guess with cancel culture. I guess the point of cancel culture is to get someone out of here so that they're not inf- so that they don't influence the youth, so that they don't influence uh, certain minds and certain people and children and all that stuff uh for some reason they look at it different it's like oh like uh they kind of see it like as bill cancel cultures like they they kind of have the same they they would more so agree with bill o'reilly which is the most ironic thing in the world uh you know because he was saying you're you're spewing all this negative stuff and people are listening to it and they're taking it in and being influenced by it uh now it's just like like if you get what if you get what I'm saying, like it seems it seems like it is it almost it almost doesn't make sense sometimes. Yeah, everyone's an individual at the end of the day. If anyone is dumb enough to believe that music is ordering you, that a movie is ordering you, that a poem, a novel is ordering you to do these heinous acts, then come on, you need to reevaluate yeah, what we're doing here. It's ridiculous. And that's my point with Andrew Tate. If you think it's Andrew Tate's fault that people are like becoming womanizers or you think people are uh, being rude or, or disrespectful or, or or it's creating incels or whatever they say. Right. Like uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous because the, there's really no the only difference between Andrew Tate and a Cameron is this one does music and one does I guess talk, talk. Yeah. <laughs> like there's almost no different, like, you know, obviously they have different, they don't have the same messages, but you shouldn't just be trying to get people out of here. Just be, that's my opinion. And it's based off of what killer was saying. You shouldn't just be trying to get people out of here because certain people are influenced by them. It's not their responsibility. It's, it's not completely their fault. Like it's almost not their fault at all. You know, it really does start at the home. And that's what I believe. Um, Obviously, if someone's saying like, yo, go shoot up a school or or go overthrow the government or go uh, or go destroy property and, and go cause chaos or go do whatever. If it's straight up heinous stuff, then absolutely. Yeah, of course, like uh, get them off, get them off the platform, you know. Um, but as far as entertainers, as far as people that do podcast stuff like I don't know. It it just seems like like I was saying before, back in the days of radio and all these all these TV shows, it just seemed like there wasn't this big cloud of uh, I guess you would say judgment. 
that would just strike. Yeah, there was no social media for people to express their opinions right away. It was more just columnists and newspapers and people talking amongst themselves. But now everybody's a critic because of social media. And right. Yeah, in my opinion, again, I don't know too much of the Andrew Tate situation and I haven't read all of his quotes or heard him. So I'm going to go on the fact that I need to hear both sides of the of the uh, argument to make my own personal opinion. But at the end of the day, and if we could bring this back, is that we are our own individuals to make our decisions, not to take things too literally and not. um, It's okay to listen to things that you don't agree with. In fact, I would encourage you to listen to things and people you don't agree with. Obviously, don't do the most extreme examples and just hear these, hear both sides out and make your own opinion and understand that everyone's valid. Even in a time where we feel some people are too much this way. Some people are too sensitive in that way. Let's just be adults with common sense and hear all aspects of this. And that's my opinion into this whole cancel culture and Andrew Tate. And now that, we are. It's been it's a solid five years since the uh, Me Too movement started, and which was very important and needed, especially for women, which also began this quote unquote world of cancel culture. Because the culture has been both good and bad for society. There are good, terrible people who need to be justified, who need to be justified and held accountable for the heinous actions and got canceled oh, for the yeah. right reason. Oh, yeah. Your Harvey Weinstein's and all that. But then there's also situations maybe in Aziz Ansari where we need more time to evaluate the situation, hear both sides before we jump to conclusions. So this isn't going away. And sometimes I'll go, I'll always talk about everything, but even the cancel culture is a bit redundant because of all these, because we're all just going through a big circle. And then, as my great grandma Lola would say, just always make good decisions so you avoid putting yourself in a position to get can cult to have yourself get canceled and ruin your your reputation, your family's reputation, and all of that. Yeah, it's like don't do something like obviously stupid that's gonna you know take your career path on a whole other trajectory. Yeah, a bad one. And you could always yeah. say your opinion and point of view without saying some really, really heinous things that's associated with it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, um, I don't know if you know um, a lot of, like, YouTube drama that's been going on in the past, like, year or so, even past two or three years. In terms um, of what? In terms of people getting popular and people not liking them. Uh, almost kind of like an Andrew Tate thing, but just in general. Um, I'll, I'll use an example. Uh there is uh there's a podcast called H3H3. Well, oh, I know those a, guys. Yeah, I've a heard production of them. company. Um uh like Ethan Klein and and you know his wife, they they go up there and they talk and they I mean they they mostly talk like like liberal kind of talk points and like you know they kind of they don't even really straddle a line. They just kind of they're pretty much like, like talking crap about like. Yeah, they re- they react to videos all across the internet. They react to videos across the internet. 
Yeah, yeah. And they've been around for a long time. Now, the thing is, um, they they recently got into a beef with a, a, a YouTuber named Jideon. Um, some young dude that's like literally 20 years old has like <laughs> 5 million subscribers. Um, <laughs> he's crazy. Like, he definitely is crazy. He's a prankster. I, I, I'll send you some videos of him uh, later. Uh, this guy, right. Jideon. Uh, he made a video. Um, mind you, this is a black man. He made a video called um, Going to the Most Racist Town in America. And I guess like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, he was kind of like on some, he, he's pretty much on like Nelk Boys kind of time, like that type of time. Uh, he went there with like a, a wife beater, like some baggy ass pants and just went to like the Walmart in some racist town. And I don't know, I forgot where exactly, but in the video, he's pranking people and messing with them like he always does. And it's hilarious, but like he's not getting the reactions that he thought he would. And that was kind of the point of him putting out the video. Like, and um, so he went to see. So he's trying to inherit baiting, these stereotypes, bait these right. people. And what 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 did he say was the most racist town in America? Do you remember? Uh, I could look it up on my phone. Um, I forgot what town it was, but somewhere down south. Um, okay. So, um, like pretty much, he kind of. He he almost he almost like uh, ex- exposed like uh, I guess what people think about this certain town or this certain area as maybe not to be straight correct you know like um, like the generalization of it uh, in the video he's pranking people and messing with people you know giving reasons to, for people to be like kind of like annoyed by him. But he's not getting these racist reactions. And it's like uh, he's in Walmart messing with like all type of people. And Mm -hmm. it's just not happening, you know. And he even interviews the Ku Klux Klan leader. Like it was some weird. It it was so funny. Like it was really it was really a very funny video. Um, But uh, pretty much H3, sorry, H3, they, they have a problem with him right now. Because uh, they didn't approve of him going to a racist town, and they're like, "Oh, like uh, you're 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 doing irresponsible content. You know, content you're doing is irresponsible. Uh, you know, you're kind of shedding. You're trying to make it seem like it's this way when it's not. Like, you know, like there's real problems with racism, and you you need to like, and like you need to fix your content. Pretty much is what they're telling Gideon." They eventually had an interview together and they talked about it. But um, Interesting. my point of saying this is that H3, he used to do really like when he came into the scene, he used to do wild content. He wasn't like some guy that just like was on like a liberal side or whatever and just was like kind of like part of the cancel culture. Like he's part of cancel culture now almost like um. <laughs> and it's happened with a few YouTubers. It's older YouTubers that'll hate on the younger YouTubers for doing like what they would say stupid content or like irresponsible content. But mm-hmm. uh, these same older YouTubers, like uh, these guys, and there's more than just H3. Like there's these guys came into YouTube because you, you you know YouTube ten years ago. Even well, 10, 12 years ago was a completely different, completely different place. <laughs> yeah, we've gone far from people doing cat videos and shoes. Oh, my God, shoes to uh, yeah. people uh, 
expressing how they feel about social justice, which is good and important, but also um, people who are given. What I mean by that is we've gone from people just entertaining, entertaining to more people commenting on the world and giving political opinions. And that's, that's not all of YouTube. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that. That can also be very entertaining content as well. But it seems we stripped away our innocence and it's a little more tense for some people, at least some people who choose to go down that path. Yeah, absolutely. They, these these older YouTubers, these guys that were doing edgy, like you could almost call some of it like a little racist content, you know, like edgy, crazy off the wall, like um, definitely not on a straight line content. Now that they're older, now that they're more established, they've kind of it's it's a it's a thing that's going on on YouTube. They now they're kind of. Um, shunning these newer YouTubers that, that were doing the exact same thing they were doing to get popular. So you want to talk about the contradictions for some YouTubers? That's literally what it is. That's so, like, you know, yeah, I. And there's a lot of people. There have been no matter what the medium is, radio, TV, YouTube, streaming. There have been people who have needed to, who have felt that they needed to be extreme to get viewership even howard stern was like that he did some crazy stuff you know calling a calling his program director pig virus and and having on-air fights with him and putting that on the air or like simulating sex scenes on the air at eight in the morning in uh, new york city and stuff well what do you think of course if you're going to be that crazy to an obscene people are going to watch more than just you know, maybe someone giving their favorite recipes, how top 10 uh, ways to cook, bake cookies. So listen, if you are that type of person to do crazy things and you will stay that way, do it, do whatever you need to do. As long as no one gets hurt or as long, yeah, as long as no one gets hurt getting, um, making your content. And for all I have to say, those people put their two cents, you know, well, who gives a shit? Just be happy you have a following H3, H3. Let them go through the ringer. Let them learn lessons the hard way. I mean, sure, I guess their heart's in the right place, but people are just doing what they feel they need to do to to go viral. And I won't, I mean, some are absolutely absurd and stupid and annoying, like, who was that that dude I showed you, the TikToker who will just like, you know, the the Latino guy who with that with that girl who will just like go up to somebody and eat all their food like crazy or pick fights. Uh, what, what's that guy's name? I forgot his name is like J.K. Youngin or something. You sent me it before. Yeah. Um, um, yeah J kind of funny. J kind of funny. Now, when you see stuff like that and this dude's getting millions and millions, I, I, I get the resentment. But, you know, he's the one who actually done that and, and he's done what he had to do to get his name out there. But maybe in the end, he doesn't have the respect that maybe somebody who got there in a more humble, hardworking way did. That's all I can really think with that stuff. I mean, I like to think this podcast will be big one day because of our genuine interviews, because of our genuine conversations and talks and something that brings it all types of emotions and a great podcast that people connect with rather than me, you know, uh, go into somebody and like 
saying, yo, you want to fight? You want to fight just to get a, a few quick laughs, risking myself to get hurt. But hey, it was good for the gram or like that guy who who will just throw pillows at people just because. I mean, whatever, dude, congratulations on you getting the following, but I'm going to try to do it my way. And that's all I could do. And I don't care what the other competition thinks. Listen, Dolo, on our journey to grow this network, we need to be racehorses. You notice how racehorses have their eyes covered. Just run straight. That's what we have to do. Who cares what the other people are? And whether they get there in a real way or, or fake way, we're just going to focus on us and we're going to at least be happy with ourselves that we did it the right way, our way. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you would ever run into that problem, Matt. You, you came out, you came into the game exactly who you were and it really, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you have crazy opinions. I wouldn't say that. Like <laughs> your perspective right there was pretty on point. Like, um, like, I don't think you would ever had that problem looking at younger guys and being like, hey, like, I don't approve of what you do. Like, I know that's not you. It means a lot. And I hope I don't change that way either, that I am the, this way the whole time. And I don't yeah. let, and I don't slip up. I just pray one day I don't slip up. There, there's a place for everybody. There is a place for everybody in this content game, you know? Like, yeah. Um, maybe not everybody. Maybe not everybody. But for, for most people, as long as they're not harming anybody or telling yeah. you to do some stupid stuff, you know? As long as they believe in themselves, why not? And again, as long as people don't get hurt, that's the thing. Listen, when it comes to offending people, you have to say people interpret things differently. So I'm not going right. to say don't try to get yourself to be. Don't try to do things so you don't be offensive. In the, in the sense that definitely be yourself, but also don't don't do things. Don't be, say, racist, sexist homophobic things to bring your point across again. I'll say it again. You can say your point without being graphic like that. Absolutely. But just don't be, don't be afraid to be yourself at the same time too, but understand your boundaries and have a filter. That's the Matt Brown perspective. I love it. I love it. I never really got your mind. I never really knew how you thought about all that stuff until now. <laughs> like that. Well, um, uh, I appreciate you asking. Thank you for asking. And uh, I still have a lot to learn and a lot of things to grasp. And I believe we are going to get into that place. We're going to get into that place. I promise I won't mess it up, bro. I promise I won't do nothing crazy. Yo, when we used to do do Word for Word podcast, bro, uh, me and Cecil would talk about it. Like, like, yo, um, like, what can we say? What can we not say? What's going to get us in trouble? What's not, you know, and as the person that was editing pretty much all the footage, uh, I, I would have to comb through things because uh, me, me and Cecil were quite a dynamic duo. Um, and we would say some crazy stuff sometimes. So like we would have to comb through a lot of what we say, like um, not really, not, not really dumbing it down or anything, but just, Cutting the fat, I guess you would say. So stuff that didn't need to be there. Um, that might be a little off the wall. Like, uh, we used to think about that all the time. One thing about content, um, creating content and being in the limelight and trying to put yourself out in, I guess, a, uh, you know, in a viral sense or, you know, in the mainstream, 
you have to, you have to definitely gotta, uh, you gotta walk the line. You gotta walk the line. You gotta, you gotta be respectful. Gotta, yes. Yes. And you gotta conform to certain things. Like, uh, you might think one way. You gotta watch how you say it, you know? Yeah. yeah let's be real. Can we truly say 110% of things on our mind? No, we really can't. We need to yes, have a yes. filter and hold ourselves accountable. When I say don't be afraid to be offensive, that's more about having a strong take. Obviously, don't say thing again. Don't be homophobic, sexist. Don't be racist. Don't let that part out there if you have that in you. Hmm. And if you do have that in you in general, don't put content out. Reevaluate why. Yeah, reevaluate why you have those disgusting, terrible thoughts. And right, I hope that least, you could change that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At least, or at least try and don't like upload on YouTube or Facebook, get your own domain page and do your own weird stuff. And for everyone else, the other 90% of decent human beings in this world, just don't be afraid to put your strong takes out there. Be ready to defend them, but remember to stick to them as well. That's what I'm ultimately saying when it comes to expressing yourself. Be who you are, but be respectful. Absolutely. Some people deserve it, man. Like, um, some people deserve to, like, you know, be kicked out of the stratosphere. Yep. There was a YouTuber named EDP445. Um, he got caught pretty much trying to, like, meet up with a little girl or something. And not only did he get banned off of YouTube, he got banned off of Facebook. He got banned off of Instagram. He got banned off of TikTok. He tried to start his own website. The domain, like he can never, I don't, I, I don't know what happened. I guess the domain holders would always like pretty much tell him no and fuck off, I guess. Uh, people like that. Yeah. Like it's to a point you can't even get on the internet. Don't, if you're really a vile person, that's where cancel culture really does come in. You're really vile that's where person. it is a good thing. Yeah. When you're a vile person, they will make sure you don't get the light of day, which is, I think, a good thing for sure. Um, Absolutely, yeah, bro. I definitely don't disagree. Yeah, it's it's I guess it goes with the saying is never. um Too much of a good thing could be a bad thing. Like uh, in a sense, like uh, too much of one thing can be bad. Uh like uh so you gotta have a good mix you know you gotta you gotta really um really gotta pick and choose you know who who we're trying to mute and who we're trying to silence and well they get it right sometimes and sometimes it's a little extra but um i feel like i feel like we're gonna do big things with this podcast network man i don't i don't think we'll have those issues i think we'll be responsible enough to put out good content for people to enjoy just never forget this conversation. It's a good evaluation as we are about to pursue this endeavor. Understand the responsibility we have in having a platform and don't screw it up. Be respectful, yeah. be yourself, and understand your audience is everything. And with that, Dolo, I think we can call today. This was an awesome, awesome, awesome talk about, re about content creation reevaluating, evaluating, and most importantly, making good decisions. So let's do this, Dolo. Let's grow the Productive Conversations podcast. Let's 
pave the way for the productive nation. And congratulations on this new job for you. And I'm so honored to have you a part of this journey with me, Dolo. God bless you, bro. And with that, Dolo Ren, what I will officially call you, Alexander DeJesus, which is your name. So, Alex, thank you for everything. I'll give you the floor one more time before you uh, before we sign off. Is there anything else you have to say? Uh, I'm 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 excited, bro. I'll say that much. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, yeah, just so y'all know, I, I guess, um, like Matt previously said before, I, you, you, you'll see my, you'll see my face a few more times, you know, um, I, I, I definitely look forward, not only just to putting out these clips and, you know, making this content for y'all, but, you know, to be in the mix, like, I, I can't wait till I could co-host the show with you. And, you know, I, I think the vibes are going to bounce off pretty well. And yeah, we, we got to kick this off right, man. I wish I had a beer on me. <laughs> I give you a salute right now. I do got some Heineken's in the fridge, though, but you know. Hey, man, we'll save that for next time. Let's just Absolutely. get to work. Job's not done. And never forget that the productive nation is key, is king and queen and everything else in between. So let's do it to my buddy, Alexander DeJesus. Thanks again for another great show. And God bless you, bro. We'll see you very, very soon. You the man, Alex. Matt, it's a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Looking forward to it. All right, have a good night. It was a good conversation and productive conversation. Alexander DeJesus, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out us in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And definitely check out what Alexander is developing for us on those social media platforms. We will be returning to you next week. We also have the football season kicking off two weeks after that. We have shows booked up through September, and we're obviously going to make more beyond that. But yeah, as we started this new season a few weeks ago, and we're now adding members to our team, it is a very good time to be part of the Productive Nation and part of this Productive Conversations podcast. And I thank each and every single one of you for tuning in and supporting and making this possible. And we will have more great content coming your way. We will see you next week with a new episode. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Enjoy the rest of your summer, everybody. It's almost over. And uh, it's going to be a very sweet time after that. So let's take it all in. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. I love each and every single one of you. And I'll see you all next week. All right, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some.